Brian the you Smelly Bear. want to read that bear. this time? I'm going to read it just right. a little bit. All right. Read Brian the Smelly Bear. That can be like an opening or whatever. I like that. I've been putting a lot of effort into the openings these days, so I appreciate yeah, that. I know. I noticed that you do, and I try to give you a little something. <laughs> Brian the Smelly Bear by yeah. Mark Chambers. Brian is a very smelly bear, but he doesn't seem to care. Ooh. I smell nice, he shouts. I am clean. His friends, however, are not so keen. Yo, Brian, you smell like shit. Cough. Yuck. Some cough, some wheeze, and hold their noses tight. His best pals, the rabbits, leap far out of sight. Brian's Brian the Smelly Bear goes to Comic-Con. Yeah, Brian the Smelly Bear is a fucking weeb for sure. <laughs> but Brian doesn't seem to have a clue. He says, mmm, others say poo. <laughs> a hell of a rhyme there, Mark Chambers. Great Fuck job. Fuck yeah. He smells out the bushes. He honks out the shed. His stench would keep spiders away from your bed. Jesus. You know who you are, Brian. You know who we're talking about. He stinks out the pond and pongs out the wood. Pongs? What the fuck kind of Is verb a pong is? like a jump? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> You'd be wise to run far if you could. But if you can't, because you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> you can you can lightly jog and wheeze. <laughs> the frogs groan. The hedgehogs say, Nasty bitch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of the Reasonable Doubt Podcast. Amazing. As always, we are your hosts, Eric C. Griff and Chicka J. Money. How you doing today? We just finished reading Brian the Smelly Bear by Mark Chambers. Fuck Brian, man. Yeah, honestly. He knows he smells like shit. Brian's a like, stinky motherfucker, and he's an inconsiderate person. He is an inconsiderate person. Are you, You're thinking of someone real now. Well, like, you don't think he's inconsiderate? Well, yeah, but you said person. Brian's a bear in the book, but yeah, Brian right. is also a multitude of people in the Reasonable Doubt universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you have someone in mind. Brian, you know who you are. Brian, think about who you Brian, are. Brian, you know who you are. Take Maybe a fucking shower. Maybe it's time to take a fucking shower. Maybe yeah. it's time. Or we're going to have Operation Scrub on you and just hose you down prison style with the cold fire hose. You, know, you ever see that in movies and stuff? When they hose D-Louse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's got to fucking suck, eh? Your dick's got to be so small. No, I've been hosed down. I don't mind it. Warm or cold water? Like hose water. Like ice cold? Like ice cold water. I don't Dude, mind it. like you're there with all the prisoners. Your dick's like retreating inside you. That's got to be so like, embarrassing. What's going on, you little dick asshole? And then you look over and you're like, your dick's little too. <laughs> to have the balls the shrunken balls in that scenario to make fun of someone's dick yeah. <laughs> be like really dude look at the line dude you're completely naked and covered in cold water you're in no position to fight <laughs> <laughs> it's probably slippery like there's you're no what happens if someone takes a swing at you 
You can't fight with your dick out, man. I don't uh, know how the primates did it. <laughs> you used to have wars and shit Dude, with their dicks out. I actually don't understand how guys used to, yeah, like battle with their dicks or out. Or like the Celtic, like naked warriors and shit. What the fuck? Well, I, I would just be running in like with one hand covering my shit. I was watching the whole time. a doc on Rome the other night. Yeah. And they, uh, like watching their reenactments of them in their dress, and it's like they're just wearing a little thing and their dick is basically out the little like armored skirts they yes wear and, and it's like are you joking man you jump on horses and stuff like that like, <laughs> what are you not afraid to sh- just crush your balls yeah especially like no saddle how did they even like, have just, kids i don't know my balls Different, would be abused that's the thing too you have to remember they're romans so they were all like five five they were tiny little people were they really yeah for real when Rome started getting ransacked by, like, Germanic peoples and, like, Celtic peoples and stuff, yeah, they, like, thought of them as beasts because they were, like, six feet tall. Or, like, approaching six feet is tall. Is that why they always portray them in movies as, like, these guys who are, like, six, seven? Yeah, because the uh, the Roman actors are actually, like, 5'11". Yeah. But you have but to, like, scale it. like, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, 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 yeah. they think of them as, like, these wild, crazed people. And plus, Rome had, like, superior military tactics and stuff where they and would have formations and shit. The Germanics were, like, go in and beat them. <laughs> they just, like, run in. They, like, yeah. jump from the trees. And they're like, that's not how you... Oh, they're Italian. Right? So, that's not how you do it at warfare. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're jumping from a tree. Mario, <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Get to my left, Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, have you seen my Giuseppe? No. What's a Giuseppe? What do you mean, your Giuseppe? Uh, he's like a little guy. He's a little Italian fat chef, and you he like hold- a little porcelain thing. Yeah, and he holds a wine bottle. Oh, no. does he have his mouth open? And he like? No, no, no. He just holds it and I and like kind of cradles it in his arm. That's fucking sick. But uh, yeah, but right now he's holding a planter pot with. I don't of know course, what kind of plant it is. Yeah, yeah. Brian, right Brian. in if you know what yeah. kind of planter kind of that plant is. is it, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's honestly, I call him my little Giuseppe. He's an awesome addition to the family, dude. When I was like maybe five years ago, and I'm thinking about like what I want to put in my home, right? I wanted everything like sleek and modern and like no extra shit around and now i just collect the dumbest shit because oh, like, yeah. it's like ironically funny you know i what I, mean? I, de- I remember being a kid being like when i have enough money i'm gonna have like marble stainless steel and yeah. nothing in my head and then i got a live-in girlfriend yeah got, got a live-in <laughs> and girlfriend. my opinion doesn't matter anymore <laughs> and yeah and i found marijuana and was like there's nothing quite like rolling into value village stoned yeah. And being like, man, look at this fat little Italian chef guy. <laughs> I could put a he, bottle of wine in there. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be great. Let's put him in there. I, I have like a tiny little cigar shop native guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've got a tiny yeah. little one of them. Fuck it. On like just beer taps from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like put those them. all over my wall. Yeah, they're Fuck amazing. Yeah. You got to have dumb little shit like that. Think of, I have a, an old like hand welded little motorcycle yeah of course and it's just like it's just like a little motorcycle but i used to like make fun of my parents and like their friends and stuff like like, where do you fucking find this this shit and then like yo it's where did you find this yeah because that's like where did you get this this is so cool (laughs) yeah man uh we have an email all right uh that i wanted to read it to you lads i'm a reasonably avid listener 
with a taste for music. Recently, I pulled the trigger on the opportunity to add to my record collection with this, Foggy Mountain Banjo by the Foggy Mountain Boys. Now, Earl and Lester are considered the finest examples of artists operating in the classic bluegrass tradition, and with this one purchase, I can now consider myself no longer lacking in the bluegrass department. With this one record, I have ass-checked that box. This is not the subject of my query. I know I'm right on this. But it got me thinking. Would you guys be able to supply us with any one other one-hitters such as this one? I'm talking about single records that could give the owner the right to lay claim to an entire genre by, vir- by virtue of owning them. So yeah, the genre may need to be specific, but also the artist has to define it. A little help over here, uh, a little help over here to the ones trying to fill the gaps in their collections. Brian. Um, so, sorry, that was Soggy Bottom Boys? Foggy Mountain Boys. I think that's where they got Soggy Bottom Boys from. Okay. That's, in that's Oh Brother, Where cool. Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That, so George Clooney's actually in that group. Well, yeah, he sings for that. Yeah, he's like a backup singer or something. That's fucking sick. It is pretty cool. So Brian's got bluegrass covered. Um, we have to talk about uh, genres that we know, right? And so what's the question? Explain the question it. is: He wants albums that are one hitters for the genre. Like if you know this album front to back, you know the whole genre, kind of. Or you can like have chops talking to people about the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like old school hip hop, right? Like I feel like if you if you listen to Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, you know, no, 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 that that's such a gigantic genre. I know, Elmatic, and well, I mean, there's some very big, like Reasonable Doubt by Jay Z. That is a sick album. That is a sick album. Or that has any the of the blueprints on it, right? I think so. Yeah, The Evils is. Uh, I think it's my top listen song on Spotify for like three years in a row. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I put it on like it just pumps me up. I think about the Illuminati taking my soul for success, <laughs> and it just gets me lit That's up. That's what's happening with the podcast right now. It's amazing. Um, you should... could say like early two thousands hip hop, like College Dropout. Yeah, but I don't think that encapsulates the genre. No? No. Right, what are you it's thinking too large then? and popular of a genre to be encapsulated in like one album. If you could get close, you what chops. would you think? I would think when you're talking about like like Caribbean hip hop. Yeah, that's what he's saying. You might have to get like super You'd specific. You'd have to get more specific. Caribbean hip hop, I think you could say the score by yeah. the Fugees. Yeah is like a notable album okay or i mean if you listen to if you've listened to bleach i would say that you're like, like seattle grunge yeah like seattle grunge. yeah like i would you, say like if bleach. you know the album bleach relatively well yeah then you know grunge yeah bay bleach area is thrash. by nirvana for anyone who doesn't know bay area thrash metal probably yeah. rust in peace by megadeth yeah right yeah. um trying to think of like trying to think of like genres that i know really really well because yeah you can't say something like rock no because it's, it's way too big, too big. It's way too big you'd have to be or like psychedelic rock yeah um jefferson airplane yeah yeah like psychedelic rock like whatever that jefferson airplane yeah the album's one called. the one, one you know the one. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about Brian. Yeah, you know that that one. jefferson airplane album or like uh if you want to honestly funk i would say like uh funkadelic album 
Maggot Brain. Maggot Brain, yeah. The album Maggot Brain. Yeah. Because I think when you get to stuff like that, right, when you listen to Funkadelic Maggot Brain, that'll, like, get you to listen to other Parliament and Funkadelic stuff. Yeah, and then it'll also venture you off into, like, other funk going on in the time. So that'll, like, give you enough chops to, like, be in the conversation. You yeah, can talk about Yeah, it'll also funk. give you enough chops if you know, uh, with specifically that, if you know um, James Brown, a big debate is that James Brown is the king of funk. Yes. But then the other debate is that George Clinton, the yeah. head of Funkadelic in Parliament, is the real I would say George Clinton. I think George Clinton, too. (laughs) I think if you listen to James Brown, go through all James Brown shit, and then go through Funkadelic in Parliament, if you listen to Maggot Brain, you'll be like, ah, yes, this is the superior funk. Yeah. What about, like, classic blues? Class? Oh, that's good, actually. I think... Oh, that's hard. I think if you... B.B. King, maybe? No. No. I'm talking like Delta Blues. If okay. you know, if you know, if you know Robert Johnson's album, okay, that was recorded. He was the first black man ever recorded. Okay, um, he was the first black man ever like recorded on vinyl and fucking put out there. Yeah, it was Robert Johnson, 1922. Uh, a couple guys took him to a hotel or a motel, I believe, in Florida, and he played everything on that album in a closet yeah in a motel in florida and that was the first album in 1922 and that album is the fundamental essence of delta blues okay if you know that album i would say that you are proficient in delta blues who did smokestack lightning um smokestack lightning you know the song yeah it's not bo diddley no i don't think so um or muddy waters it might be Muddy Waters. Might be Muddy. Muddy Waters, Put the Unk in Funk. That's a good album. Yeah. But it's not It's not pivotal to anything, but it's it's a great album. Yeah. Um, another one I would say is Sunhouse. I can't remember the name of the album. There's the Sun, like, um, the one with Death Letter Blues and yeah. uh, Grinning in Your Face. That is another, like, uh, it was kind of the in- introduction of like spoken word into into blues. Okay, that was phenomenal. Like, don't you? Uh, so grinning in your face, he like sits there and stomps his foot and claps. Yeah, There's no, it's all like that's what you do. And that's it's, it. Like kind of this off tempo. Yeah. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? <laughs> and he just like claps and he claps all the time. Nice. And that's the song. And he just sings like that. That is some really cool shit. <laughs> and it's it's like the beginning of spoken word blues. Like yeah. really weird. Very specific genre. My favorite spoken word, regardless of genre, is the Wesley Willis album. Wesley Willis. Wesley Willis. Cut the mullet. Rock and roll McDonald's. Oh, I think I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was actually. like a disabled guy in Chicago. Yeah. And he had a big bruise on his forehead because the way he would say hello is headbutting people. That's fucked. And he just records all this like insane music where he's like, cut the mullet. You look like an asshole. And he's like playing like a <laughs> synth the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's like poetry. And he would just, he would paint all these little, because he was homeless. And he would just like paint all these little pictures and sell them for money. And they're like incredible 
like illustrations you know from the you know what i just thought of what's that um what's the name of that toots and maytals album i don't know you know who toots and maytals are i think so sounds familiar it's reggae oh yeah toots that's and why May- it sounds familiar yeah. but i don't listen 50, to it 5448 right okay. and and i think uh sublime ended up covering it years later sublime that's the essential reggae is no, sublime the that's the best reggae that it ever happened right i now. know you owned a sublime shirt didn't you no i never owned a sublime you never shirt. owned a sublime never shirt a sub- i do like on. sublime i do like sublime. yeah they're all right <laughs> but i never owned a shirt no i had a toots and Maytals album i had uh i had peter tosh on a shirt for yeah a while. but yeah there's a the first i believe it's first toots and Maytals album is really good the one with 50 5446 I can't remember I can't remember See, even now I'm going back in my head like thinking of like early 2000s hip hop it's like get rich or die trying in my head now yeah there's all sorts of there's shit too much Eminem yeah like the Eminem show the Eminem show and fucking Slim Shady LP the Marshall Matters yeah. LP right that's there's all way like too crazy much. good it's, too it's big way the too genre. yeah Hip hop is an expansive genre. You'd have to go like by city almost. You could go by city, or you can go by like vibe. There, I don't know. There's like some... New York hip hop is way different than Chicago hip hop, and that's way different from like Atlanta hip hop, uh, right? Or West Coast, yeah, like or West Coast hip hop, right? Because uh, that I would say West Coast hip hop. West Coast hip hop. I want to hear what you say. A straight out of Compton. No. Yes. No doggy style for sure. Man, are you for real oh, for over real. NWA or the Chronic? Okay, the Chronic, the Chronic, yeah. <laughs> the Chronic does embody West Coast style. It does in every way, shape, and form. Every way. Yeah. But I say Doggy Style because it's got Nate Dog on it. That's true. I love Nate. And Nate Dog's his own thing, though. He is. He's he's uh, what they call it, gangster rap, but he's gangster rap, G Funk, G Funk era. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Nate, Nate Dog, I had Nate Dog album. Yeah, I got it, love, I got love. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, man, can't sing anymore with the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ludacris is from the South, right? Uh, Ludacris is from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, so that's like it's that's a whole other thing. If you yeah, want to, like, Georgia raps his own thing too. Yeah. yeah, they call it like boom bap, or is that something else? Uh, no, no that's, that's New York shit, isn't it? I think it's something else. You know what? That's a cool era. Uh, Bebop. Bebop? Bebop. True Bebop. Yeah. Like jazz Bebop is really, really cool to listen to. Yeah. I don't know an album off the top of my head, but that's worth. That's a genre worth looking into. Yeah, for sure. Who was it that sent in that email? Oh, I'll have to cut it. Well, say it with Brian's. <sighs> um, Brian Brun. From the from the brunt brub. Oh oh yeah, yes yes yeah. I do avid listener. You, Shout out to you. Thank you for I listening do know through who you're all this time. About. That's yeah yeah. That's really cool actually. Yeah man. Um no, that's it's, a sick it, question too. That is a great question. Honestly, I think there's a couple others. There's like what would you what genre would you put Neutral Milk Hotel in? None. None. Ne- Neutral Milk Hotel, Aeroplane Over the Sea is its own Whatever thing. genre that is. That, that, <laughs> that is one. fucked up shit. It's amazing. It's probably, I think it's my favorite album. It's my favorite album of all time. Yeah. If the genre is wanting to fuck Anne Frank, 
then that is the, that's, <laughs> that's the yeah, album like, for you. If you haven't weird, listened to man. it, Brian, check it out. You'd love that yeah, one. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, Nutramilk Hotel, Airplane Over the Sea is, I honestly think that's my favorite It's album. mine for sure. It's cemented itself. Yeah, yeah. I listen to it all the time. What it, about like Oasis stuff? Whatever that was. Um, That's two brothers who hate each other. Yeah, unlike Gallagher's. us. I'd yeah. say we're brothers. Yeah, but we're not the fucking Gallagher's. That's we're not. For sure. I what if what if the Reasonable Doubt podcast had an Oasis era where we hated each other but still had to do it? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. It would be funny. It would be ruthless. Hated each other but put out some fucking bangers. Some great <laughs> shit. Yeah, hate, some... hate each other but put out fucking um, su- what? Champagne Super... Supernova. Champagne Supernova came out while they fucking despised each other yeah they're going back on tour hey are they really they still fucking hate each other but they've realized it's too lucrative like, yeah they're <laughs> they like make nah, too I much to. money i hate my like brother, i hate you i hate you but together we're gonna make five million dollars <laughs> so yeah, we're going <laughs> right um i was just thinking so i like that music talk we don't talk about music enough as no, two guys that no, really we, like music yeah, we don't we talk do about need it to enough. get in on music more yeah, for sure. I've been I've been honestly venturing out to some really weird shit lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to like talk radio, classical, and electronic. Okay. And it's been it, like for a guy who spent a lot of time listening to '90s hip hop and country and rock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been really into like Franz Schubert and, um. Antonio Vivaldi. Yeah. Uh, there's Edvard Grieg. He's really good too. Tchaikovsky's uh, like, really good. Fuck Tchaikovsky. Why? I don't. It's uh, so good. I don't want to hear the fucking Nutcracker. No. Oh, dude, it's so good. And uh, the Planets by Gustav Holst. You ever heard those? Like that Mars Bringer good, yeah. War. Yeah. I think Jupiter is like the graduation song. Oh, it might be. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all good. I like talk radio, but for a very specific purpose. And that's background noise. Or like I'm sitting there and I'm trying to digest information. Yeah. But the way like especially like NPR style stuff. Oh, my. It'll put me to sleep. Even if it's the most engaging content, the way they deliver it just kills me. Hi there. And welcome to another episode (laughs) of Douchebags from... California. You'll never hear this story about a boy who fell down in a well. I honestly. And a dog alerted someone. The dog goes by the name Lassie. We're yeah. here to listen to Lassie's story today. This is the Reasonable Doubt Podcast. We are your hosts, Joshua Barrel and Christian Grifferty. I'd like you to join us. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Welcome. They always say, Welcome welcome and it drips yeah like it's, it's, it's so true i do love talk radio and i love like i love npr yeah but it is there are some days where i'm like holy fuck guys you gotta get some yeah we, the guy's a piece of shit but we lost something with rush limbaugh <laughs> yeah we did you know what rush <laughs> limbaugh did you hear salman rushdie got murdered who salman rushdie who's that the guy i'm pretty sure he's dead or he got shot um he wrote a bunch of books, like, really, really, like, out there writer. And he got murked? Salman Rushdie. He's a novelist. Okay. But he was a British-American novelist. His work often combines magic, realism, and historical fiction, primarily deals with 
connections, disruptions, migrations between Eastern and Western civilizations, typically set on Indian subcontinent. But it's like he wrote a lot of stuff that made people angry. Uh huh. Because he was trying to just introduce new ideas. But I'm pretty sure and he, got he just. What made you remember that? Um. Well, because I just thought it, uh, Rush Limbaugh Rush dying. Rush Limbaugh, yeah, and how many people are named Rush? He died of. He remains in hospital in the U.S. Oh shit, he's like hanging he, on. If he, you're listening, stabbing. He was stabbed in New York. Sorry. If you're listening, I hope you pull through. I hope he pulls through. Yeah. That was in. That was just at the end of August. He got stabbed. Damn. Crazy. Crazy. Damn. Prayers up. Prayers up for the boy. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got Did some Rush? shit. Okay, you got some stuff. Go off. Go ahead. What do you got? I was just... Rush Limbaugh died of cancer, right? Oh, I... Because the guy smoked cigars all he's day. He's also morbidly obese. Yeah, that's true. I remember a lot of his a lot of his radio stuff was him trying to defend being morbidly obese as an American, but, like, not outright. No, he wanted to defend the, his American rights. His American like, rights to, to be, be a fat, fat. fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be gluttonous. Yeah. Um... Uh, so we went. We went to a wedding. We recently. did go to a wedding. We're not going to name them, but it was a beautiful Brian and Brian. ceremony. Brian and Brian, yeah, friends of ours. Congratulations! I, it was the first time I think I've been to a wedding. Um, I'm so sorry to all the people's weddings I've been to. Uh, it was the first time I've been to. A, not the first time. That's not true. My aunt and uncle, when they got married, was very nice. Second time I've ever been to a wedding, and like really, was like old enough to understand what was happening yeah and watching it and it's like people are really close to me and i i i was watching this happen i'm like wow this is magical. a beautiful moment it's a yeah. magical moment. it's a magical like, moment i, I cry about these people and they're starting this new chapter of their life and yeah. i get to be a part of it it was really really cool plus open bar dance floor oh amazing my food. God. man and i tore it up we tore up the dance floor i haven't danced like that in years yeah and literally. it took until yesterday for my legs to stop feeling it dude i my hips were tight as a motherfucker but dude we crushed it i st- we still got it oh yeah we 100% still got it 100 percent. plus there's something about the vibe at a wedding especially when it's a bunch of people you know are there yeah seeing everybody like fully dressed up to the yeah. absolute nines. Like, you just have a different frame of mind. I think that's why, like, it was, or it still is, like, business formal. Like, when you're conducting business, like, showing up to work in suits and stuff. Yeah. Because everyone's, like, fully taken care of their appearance and everyone. It makes you more confident. I Apparently, that's dying. Dying? The formal wear and wear at work? Yeah. Yeah, well, business has changed. You know what? I don't like that. No, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. One thing I always aspired to as a child and I still aspire to is to wear a suit to work. I want to get up every day and put on a suit and go to work. Carry a briefcase. Yeah, not a briefcase. I don't want to have to need a briefcase. That means you're someone's bitch. (laughs) You got a briefcase. You could just have one. No, you can fill it full of donuts If you got a briefcase, that means you're working hard for somebody else to make money. You just want to show up in a suit, look good. I want to be. I want to walk in free hands, maybe with my cell phone in hand. Yeah, in a your suit. work phone. Yeah, you have a my separate work phone. One. Yes, it's a business that, phone. That's nice. Yeah. You know what I really want? What's that? I want to be able to take my jacket off, my like suit jacket off, and have the same color vest underneath, so I still look fancy. 
I want to be able to take my jacket off at work and just hand it to someone. That, yes. I oh. want a guy who can just take my coat. That's his job. And I, and I don't even coat. have to say thank you anymore. Yeah. I just give it to him. Fucking first world dreams. First world <laughs> dreams. Plus, I want a briefcase with just cool shit in it. You know like, what? I'll carry it around because this is one of those things. If you walk around with a briefcase or a clipboard and you walk with purpose and look kind of pissed off, people just get out of your way. Man, there was nothing better than when I worked at uh, at the factory. Yeah. When the days that it was like serious, like continuous improvement projects and stuff, and I walked around with a stopwatch and a clipboard, Ooh. people were like, yo, do not fuck around near this guy. <laughs> He's doing some shit. Oh, right yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the lightest work you'll ever do and the heaviest. And you just like hold the clipboard and you like click your thing and you just look around at people and just like give a disapproving like half nod. Yeah, like wow, really? But like don't seconds. make it look like you want them to see you. Just like to yourself. Just like, eh, yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah, you look at the clipboard as you write it in. You ever see that video of the guy who got into the Super Bowl? He got into the Super Bowl last year with nothing but a high-vis vest and a clipboard. Are you joking? He just put on a high-vis vest, and he walked with a clipboard, and he walked fast and looked mad, and security just like, whoop, get this guy through. This guy's pissed. That's the way to do it. And he just, like, walked all the way up into, the, like, the second deck, and sat then just down. took the high-vis vest off and sat down. I got to watch the whole game. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, good for him. Man, that's all you need. People, like, won't confront you. No, because they think you're doing some shit. Yeah. Um, I got some news. What's the news? What's the news, man? Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Everyone knows Phantom. Sing for me. Okay. What have you not? I don't like. Dun. I don't like Phantom of the Opera. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, 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 I know. No, come on, dude. It's the Do best. You like it? Really? I really like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll be sad about this. It's the longest running show on Broadway. Yeah. Um. I think it was like started back in the seventies or something. Yeah, it's probably like 40, it's 50 years forever. been running. Yeah, it's done in February. Holy shit! Longest running show on Broadway, and that record will never be broken. I don't think so. No, no, never. Nothing will ever run that long ever again. The whole like purpose of media now is to like pump it out. Yeah, well, look at how quick stuff is. What's um, it getting replaced with? I don't know. Fucking cats, Random probably. Fucking cats. Kinky boots or some dumb shit. Yeah. Honestly, cats was shit. Cats was shit? Cat I saw cats. It was terrible. Yeah, cats is so bad. I saw it at uh, the JLC. Yeah? Yeah, and it, it was fucking... We don't even need to talk about the movie. No. No, I saw, like, the performance. Yeah, yeah. We don't... Yeah, yeah the performance is bad enough. The new movie that came out, like, a couple a years... a movie? Yeah, it's got, like, James Corden oh, in it. Oh, my... The first cut... James had... Corden, a fat British comedian? Yeah. Oh, have you not seen anything about the Cats movie? No. It was so brutally bad. Why would he do that? It's them in like mocap suits, right? And yeah. they're like animated like bodies like cats. But then their face is re-added on. It looks really, really creepy. And the first cut had the actual cats like assholes like modeled into it. It was that's, very, very strange. That's amazing. It bombed so hard. It's for fucking furries. That's what. And that I'm shit pretty is. sure Cats the movie was yeah a couple years ago was like the first movie release in COVID. Like I think it came out like two months into it, so it was God all straight to home. It. What is with these people, man? What's with Broadway? Too many straight guys. That's what I think. 
I don't think there's enough gays in Broadway. Do you think that's what happened? Is too many straight guys got into it? Yeah, too many straight guys. All the gays guys. were into it, and it was super cool. It's Everything like was gay going bars. Very well. It's like gay bars. Yeah, straight people ruin gay bars. <laughs> yeah, it's true because I I've had fun when I've been to gay bars. When it was underground. When it was only gay guys, and you went with your gay buddy. Yeah, you went with like three gay dudes. Yeah, and you were like undercover. Yeah, right. And you went in there, you're like, wow, this is a blast. This is a blast. But you're like, there's maybe one other straight guy there. You don't even know who it is. Yeah, because like you can't tell. You gotta right. Hide. You get hit on, and you can't be like, I'm straight. You just have to play it off like you're not interested, right? Remember yeah, that whole game? Because yeah. you don't well, want to like out yourself. The one dude, I, I was... Well, anyway, yeah. But like, <laughs> if you go to a gay bar and like, you've made it that gay people are the minority there. Yeah, that sucks. Right? Like just a bunch of, like a group of like college girls going to a gay bar because it's fun and there's no one there is gay. That's so silly. Fucking bullshit. Ruins it. Um, Ruins it. Speaking of cats, mm-hmm. fuck them. I like dogs. You like dogs and you hate cats except for every cat I've ever seen you be in the presence of. I kind of like cats. Yeah. You like cats. You can like both. You can like uh, one more. Anyway. <laughs> so people, uh, you ever hear like people say that they start to look more and more like their dogs, right? Yeah, that happens every this? single time. Yes. Yeah, like people just start to look more like their dogs. Um, When I was a kid, I had a black lab and I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, a black lab again. <laughs> Uh, to go to use for hunting. They're like Labrador retrievers are good for hunting. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can maybe possibly have a career in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I see you, like, oh, I just got this dog. You're like mixed race. I Fuck, thought you'd I like that, that one. I, I thought you'd like it. <laughs> just like like your skin color doesn't change. You, just, I just you know, you just, just, <laughs> I start looking like a black lab, and I maybe get in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> maybe accomplish some childhood dreams. You know, what was that? Those guys used to say in the like nineties, the like fast twitch and like slow twitch muscles yeah and that's that was their excuse as to why black people like more black oh yeah they thought black back. people had more fast twitch muscle fibers is yeah. that true i don't think so. i don't think that's true i don't think so i think i think basketball is just more of a cultural thing to black people I, than white people well, if i'm wrong it's cheaper, let me know. it's cheaper to play i'll tell you because i grew up poor as fuck basketball is cheap as sport besides <laughs> so like soccer yeah yeah you just need shorts and like one and dude ba- with a ball. One guy needs to have a basketball. You need one of your buddies to have enough money for a basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think the whole fast twitch, short twitch. I think that was just like uh, like white dudes who were upset. I think black people on average have a higher muscular density though. Okay. I think I now with a lot of... With, with a lot of reasonable doubt here. Yeah. We're laying it on thick right yeah, now. Yeah, but I'm... Like, I'm pretty sure I've read stuff about, um, that's not conclusive, but there's substantial evidence to support that, uh, that black people on average have higher muscular density. Yeah. That's why they're less buoyant. <laughs> no, they're literally, they have, that's how it started. That's how it started. No. Yeah. I do remember this. I do remember this. Oh, that the study started because of, they wanted to test buoyancy. Okay. And they noticed 
when they did a sample size of, they were just testing like people's buoyancy. But when they did the sample size, they were like, huh, black people seem to be less buoyant. And it's because there's literally less fat inside their muscle. Huh. So I remember, they have higher muscular density. That's also why they appear more defined usually. Yeah. I remember seeing a thing where like if you look at the long. That could be total bullshit. If you look at the <laughs> long distance sprinters or like the long distance runners for the Olympics, a very hefty amount, like over 60% of them come from one region in Ethiopia. Right? And then Kenya. They, or it's like Kenya or something, yeah, like yeah. East so, Coast Africa. So th- I actually have done a bunch of research on this. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it that like some they there was a certain group that found out how to dope in a new way? And that's where a lot of that came from? No. So like this is a weird thing. East Africa. This is going to there's a little history lesson. It's fucked up. And I, it's like nobody should be getting offended. This is just not condoning information. This. Yeah, it's just information. East Africa, when people went over to first start stealing people from Africa for slaves. Yeah. They went over in East Africa. It was documented back then that people were just slim. What they think is that the dietary, like the available dietary. Yeah. Was less nutrient rich and therefore produced leaner people. Okay. On average, they were very lean. And so their genetics reflected that, obviously, from, like, centuries of living yeah. there, right? So their genetics are just for them to be leaner because they're okay. who survive on on this slightly less nutrient-rich diet. West Africans are bigger genetically, like, bigger, bulkier. They get more muscle with less calories. Okay. Like, they're just able to develop better. Okay. And that's where they took slaves from. Oh, okay. Was from West Africa. And that's why you see that's a huge part of why um, African Americans who come from slave lineage are bigger. Okay. That's why, like, you have the average height of a a black man in the United States is, like, over six foot. Really? Yeah, I think it's, like, six one. Huh. And it's because of that. Because they're genetically, it's... um, well, it'd be the same as like fucking what's it called? It's the same as like eugenics. Yeah, I mean it like is you're eugenics. Select, going and selecting the largest, strongest physical specimen, and then isolating those people. Yeah, man, I'm gonna be honest. It was really hard to find a joke in there. <laughs> no joke. No joke. <laughs> that is a tough subject to make a joke about. Oh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's true though. Have you gone on your hot air balloon ride yet? Nope. No? Scared of it. You scared of it? Well, yeah, you'll we, love this it's story. It's scheduled for October, and I think if it doesn't happen, then like maybe it doesn't happen for me. You're going to love this story. What? A man Did in someone China. die? No, he didn't die. A man in China was stuck in a hot air balloon for two days. What the fuck, man? Why would you tell me that? I still have he to go on this He was stuck up thing. there in t- for two days until people somehow found a way to, like, I think in a helicopter, toss a rope to him. Why so was he someone, stuck up there? He was collecting pine nuts in trees. I guess that's how they do it. It's not like a hot air balloon like we see. It's much smaller. But what they do is they have these balloons, and then they run a line along the trees, because pine trees are, like, the pine nuts are very high up, right? So they yeah. kind of just float this balloon down on a line and have guys in the baskets collecting the pine nuts. Broke off the line and floated up to 2,000 feet. What? 
2,000 feet for two days. You would days. freeze, man. Yeah, It'd dude almost died. <laughs> Until someone like somehow got like a helicopter to him, tossed him a rope, and then someone on the ground could pull him down. Two fucking days. Yo, how... How did he maintain... Was his... His balloon must have been full helium. of helium. It was a helium balloon. It wasn't like a oh. fired one. Because it was all... It was permanently attached to the ground, right? In theory. So they just filled it up with helium, and then you'd, like, go down to the end of the trees and then let yourself down by, like, probably just letting helium out of the bag. Holy fuck. Could you imagine, man? What? Dude, That not even that. You know what's even scarier? What? Is that it didn't burst. Yeah. Because part of what happens with those is that they go up. Yeah. And helium gets so cold up in that that it freezes the balloon and then the balloon it's shatters. Brittle, right? Yeah, it gets brittle and shatters. And then you fall to the ground. Well, it's a good thing China is hot as fuck right now. That probably saved him. Holy fuck, man. That's actually... Can you imagine floating up? Being After up there? eight hours, even. even like, you're like up there for eight hours, and then it pops, and you're just falling to your death in a fucking balloon shit. I think you accept that at some point. Man, I would fucking jump out and nosedive for the earth to ensure my death. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like do not vegetate me motherfucker i will not because i've thought about this sometimes it's a little bit of a morbid thought right but like when i was on my balcony on like the 14th floor right yeah that's a pretty solid you're a goner right didn't someone jump off your balcony though i think so and hit the bench right? there used to be a bench directly down from that's mine fuck up. but we we've thought about it and for him to get that far out like have enough time to like sail out it would have been like one of the top three floors i think so yeah. it was like either my You'd apartment have to leap yeah and then have enough time for that to carry you out and not just like smear down the building right maybe he had a squirrel suit on no he didn't no he did not <laughs> no he hit that depressed. bench and it like cut him in half yeah but oh, what okay anyway. um i've thought about this before right like if you're falling from a height like that right you're like a 90% guaranteed dead. 10% fucked up forever. Right? If it's just like one of those things where God's hand comes down and saves you. But you're still like Fuck. fucked up forever, right? Fuck. Would I have the mental fortitude if I started falling from a height like that to be like nosedive? You know what I mean? That's fucked up. Yeah. Or would I like my survival instincts kick in and I'd be like, okay, like try and go feet first. Try and roll. Like, what do you do? Like, break both femurs and hope that's enough to slow you down enough? No, they'd break right into you. Right? They'd break into you. You got a banana. You got to try and banana where you, like, hit and, like, accept that you're going to break your legs all the way up. Break your legs. Break your pelvis. And just, like, and try and roll. Yeah. And your head be the last thing. Because breaking your femur. And if you have, if you land on your side and have your arm around it. Yeah, like your shoulder. You'll break the shit out of your shoulder and stuff, but it'll save your head. And you but then die. your entire body's broken. Yeah, but you'll be and fine. And you're eating and through like a straw. a year and a half, you'll be okay. Uh, you'll never be the same. No, you're, you're going to be a, an anxious <laughs> mess. I knew up until like the First World War, breaking your femur was like a death sentence too. Was it really? Yeah, because the muscles in your thigh are so strong, right? Yeah. That if your femur breaks, they contract like that. Yeah. And it slams it And up. then your two broken femurs, like, yep. stab into your legs where you have a ton of arteries and shit, right? Hilarious. You would just bleed out. 
But then in like the first world war, they figured out that you could like tie something to your foot and tie something around your waist and like stretch your leg out. Yeah. And that's how they saved you. But before that, like if you just broke your femur, like that was it, dude. That's fucked. That's crazy. You get one shot at this thing and you break your leg and, and that's die. how you go? Yeah, Fuck. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there is some fucked up. There's some fucked die. up shit like that. So I don't want to take the risk with a hot air balloon. I'm going to because it'll make Brian happy. Yep. Well, that's the kind of man you are. And I respect that about you, Christian. I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't respect myself. <laughs> All right. But, All right. You let's, got... ha- let's have some nature hour. Oh, fuck yeah. We've had music time. We've had death talk. (laughs) Death talk, slavery. Slavery. (laughs) Please let me make a joke out of this nature. All right. (laughs) This one's pretty easy. So, uh, fucking hippies, man. I love you to death, and I'm definitely one of you. But sometimes people need to fucking rein us in because we do dumb shit. Yeah. And this is a case. You Vancouver fuck nuts out there you know who you are yeah one of these dumb motherfuckers was like this is like that shit that happened in ontario anyway anyway i'll talk about the shit that happened in ontario yeah, after. yeah. one thing at a time <laughs> this dumb motherfucker goes out there and is like oh i don't like zoos and the zoo is sad the it's a rehabilitation is it is but it's a rehabilitation center a lot of the time especially in places like vancouver where you're full of hippies and everyone's mad about that so they use it to rehab animals yeah this dumb motherfucker rolled up to a wolf enclosure on the edge of the vancouver zoo oh yeah and opened their fucking oh, yeah. cage and let a bunch of wolves out in downtown vancouver Woo! let's okay? go baby nine of them yeah Thank God these things are like fucked up, most of them. They recovered all, they recovered seven of them right off the hop, like yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And then um, two, one they found like the next day, and then another one was roaming around downtown for a while. Like a lone wolf, perhaps? Yes. Yeah. For like three <laughs> days or something before they found it. Dude, you imagine walking downtown Vancouver, you're ready for so much shit. You're ready for rampant drug use. You're ready for a rampant homeless problem. And a wolf comes by. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think people realize how big wolves are. Huge, man. They are massive. They're not dogs. Yeah. You know how fucking insane you have? Not only that, the balls on that hippie that you felt, you were fucking If this goes wrong, like... (laughs) You're dumb enough. You walked up and you're like, I'm going to cut a big hole in this fence and they're not going to murder me. Uh, man, you're lucky as fuck you didn't get murdered by a pack of wolves. I thought that's where the story was wolves. going. That he that's like where I opened thought it, was it right when up. I was reading it. They opened it and died. <laughs> <laughs> they, 2.2 seconds after the fence was open, he was cut in half by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, like, are you fucking uh, dumb? I kind of wanted the story to go there. I know, right? And it's it it always sucks too. You see it all the time. Dumb, dumb fucking morons like jump into a zoo enclosure with like tigers because they want to get a picture of it and they don't want the chain link fence in the way. Yeah. And then the tiger walks up and just like deletes you, right? 
you're done. The claw, the paw on this tiger is the size of your torso, right? Yeah. It's like getting slapped with ten chef knives. Like you just get annihilated. At the force and of a Mack truck, and then someone's got to kill the fucking tiger. Yeah, and it's your fault because you're dumb. It's your fault, and the tiger didn't even fucking do anything, dude. So, uh, th- this is PETA bullshit. Like, I'm all for not abusing animals. Obviously, I love animals. I don't think you should abuse them. But I think PETA goes very too far. Well, yeah, PETA, PETA is notoriously bad. They would like yeah, uh, they do dumb shit. They would do for the longest time. They would get tips on people that were in air quotes here abusing their dogs. Yeah, right. And they would nab these dogs from backyards, thinking they're being abused, and put them down. That's that was their because they would nab them, rescue them from an abusive environment, and then be like, "We don't have the resources to house or rehome this so dog," they so they would down. just kill it. They would literally just and like trespass onto people's property and kill their dogs. So there was uh, in Ontario, there was a manx farm that was catching a lot of heat from PETA. Yeah, because uh, the they were farming manx. Yeah, which they I had, a, for I had a friend when there. I was younger who worked there. Yeah, yeah, it was around here. Yeah, it's like outside of fucking Lucan or something, is it not? Yeah, it's by St. Mary's. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. So these dumb motherfuckers, and I will call you that, the dumb motherfuckers that did that, I, I hope you feel bad. They released like 12,000 minks one night, rolled mm-hmm. in, busted a huge hole, and released like 12,000 minks. I don't know what dumb shit you've been reading, but minks are fucking lethal predators. They are. You know what 12,000 minks did on the surrounding environment? Killed everything murder <laughs> mayhem <laughs> not to mention they're completely uncap like incapable of living in the wild so they probably all just died they went out there murdered everything in sight and then died because <laughs> that's the thing i don't think you should farm mink i think that's horrible yeah it's sure. a horrible practice i don't think it's worth a coat but especially I a coat worth that much money but right? i don't think you should let them all go <laughs> no because then you're just killing them by starving them yeah right oh, oh man. fuck uh, man some of the stories he would tell from that place though one of the re- like like really got me started young about hating factory farming i hate it yeah and i understand it's kind of necessary for the way that we consume meat and animal products like yeah there's no other way to meet that demand with like free range farms and stuff but like if a mink was born with like a bad coat right they could tell it wasn't going to be worth it they would grind it up into the mink food. Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that happens like with chickens sometimes too. Yeah, chickens and pigs. Yeah. yeah. Like because there's there's very little need for male chicks. Oh, I do know about this. And they'll the just chicks. like grind them. Yeah. And it's like it's almost a little silly. If you watch the videos on it, you could definitely have the like yakety yak song in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but these guys are like throwing chicks from like 15 into feet away into a grinder like hitting target every time yeah which they is do like, it all day if you forget that it's a chick it's very impressive that they hit it yeah right but it's like damn that's like that's just it's like those are lives yeah they they were born like two seconds ago and they're like nope <laughs> <laughs> they're tossing it in like the guy would toss the fucking beer to stone cold steve austin <laughs> you know what i mean Boom! Right in the hand. Whoever threw that to Stone Cold Steve Austin? Champ. Champ. Must have been like a major league pitcher at some point. Because he hits that target every single time with the tab up. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. 
Like yeah, that's I've true. never seen it's Stone open. Yeah, or it's open. I've seen him. I've seen him crack him. Okay, but he's never had to flip one in his hand. Yeah, he just hits him like bah. just hits. He puts his hand up, and then the beer like appears there. Yeah, are we sure we're not being fooled by camera tricks? We might be. What no wrestling? Fun. Something faked? <laughs> I don't ah, think no so. No fucking way. No fucking way. Did I talk about when I went and saw wrestling? Yeah, you know on the podcast. You haven't talked about it on the podcast. Oh fuck! So I went. I've seen amateur wrestling before, okay. right? Like college and stuff. Yeah, those guys are fucking hardcore, and they like actually like legit wrestling. Yes, like legit wrestling. And then I went and saw WWE. Okay. When it was in town. Yeah, no, because you're white trash. Because I'm white trash, right? I'm connecting with my roots, and I went with a bunch of my white trash friends. But we go to this thing, right? And I'm still thinking it's like an alcohol fest, amateur wrestling, where people are heckling and shit, right? So we're all there. I'm double fisting Labatt Blue, which is already... As you do. As one does. You're not drinking Stella at WWE, baby. No, no. We're screaming, we're like heckling the wrestlers and stuff. Like there's girl wrestlers up, we're like, kick her in the tits! Like, like heinous shit like that. And then I look down at the six rows ahead of us. And I realize in that moment, WWE is meant for children and adults with disabilities. Yeah. That is the entire crowd for WWE. Yeah. There is like 40 people that are under the age of 12 and in wheelchairs looking at me. Watching you scream. Watching me and my friends scream at WWE and swear at them and stuff. It was pre- it was a very embarrassing moment in my life. I forgot where I was. That's fucked up, Josh. I know. <laughs> I just want people to know that I did that. <laughs> so if you did that as well, you're not alone. Like you're supposed there's like chance people have for these wrestlers. That's the thing too. It's WWE. I haven't watched it seriously since Was that the one you just went to? Is WWE? Yes. Oh, what? Yeah, dude. Oh, it was legit. Yeah, it was like- a WWE Sunday Stunner. Holy fuck. I thought it was Dude, it like sold out the JLC. Ah, that was the one you just went to, right? Yeah, like maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, with everybody, Brian. Yeah, yeah, Brian and uh, his girlfriend, Brian. Yep. And then Brian from work and a couple of his buddies. Okay, cool. Yeah. Holy fuck, I didn't realize it was WWE. Yeah, man, it it was like, (laughs) yeah, it's super cool and it was a lot of fun. Can you smell the steroids in the air? Oh, yeah. Yeah? But, okay, the worst, the funniest and the worst thing WWE has always had a problem with their, like, black teams or whatever, right? Yeah. By just being a little too on the nose. The fuck was that? Being a little too on the nose, right? So we're sitting there. They introduce the first guys that come in the ring. These are obviously the bad guys. Their team name is, like, Judgment Day, right? Yeah. And it goes all black, and there's, like, a raven, and everyone's like, Judgment Day, and it dongs a bell. Very Undertaker-esque. Yeah. Right? And then I hear, they're like, the lights go down, and I hear like a, and like record scratches and shit, and then it's like, like hip-hop beat comes on. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're too... Oh, fuck. The whole screen turns on, it's like a brick wall, and then in graffiti letters, their name is Street Profits. Oh, yeah, I've seen Street Profits. Right? The S is a dollar sign. Yeah. But it's not like profits like money. It's profits like profitizing. Profits, Right, like religious profits. Yeah. And, like, two black guys come out looking like they're, like, 
an 80s caricature with like a boom box and like yeah, track no, it's, suit it's really one guy up. did like a head spin and everyone's cheering because these are obviously the good guys but i'm like yeah <laughs> like it's way too your whole ago. act is you're a caricature of a black guy okay so i actually saw i was sitting in a crabbies or something and I, they had or bernie's i was sitting in bernie's mm-hmm. and they had wwe on yeah one of the screens i was watching i couldn't stop watching it Oh, it's awesome. And that shit came on. And I was saying to, I can't remember who it was, one of our buddies, though, who was black. And I was like, how the fuck can you, as a self respecting black man, do that for a living? Yeah. And he looked at me. He's like, you don't. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, that motherfucker has no self respect. He's like, what's the like white, what's the white version of that? Stone cold. Yeah, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah. You like drive out on a tractor. <laughs> yeah, you're like John three sixteen written on your shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like you're fucking yeah. <laughs> Live on the farms, kind of laid back. <laughs> you know, like that. John Cena. Yeah, jorts. 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 He was a marine too. Was he actually a marine? Yeah, John Cena was a marine. That's like, that's not part of his act. He was actually a marine for a while. And then what? He was like, yeah, I love steroids. I think he was just too personable. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he realized, like, he may have got a shot somewhere that was like, you have way too much personality to just be a Marine. Right? Unfortunate, man. Unfortunate. I guess he's done well for himself, though. But Yeah, gotta... he's done way better than he would have in the yeah, fucking that's Marines. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but you got to wonder, like, how fucked up that is. Like, talking about, like, for instance, Street Profits. It's like, so what? You sell out. Like, true selling out. This isn't like when Radiohead does a song that is more digestible. Like, you literally sold the fuck out. Yeah, it's like when Kiss started selling lunchboxes and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just let go of every fucking moral compass you have. For that almighty dollar. How do you... How... If you're at WWE, you're Street Profits, and some black... Like, young black kids come in, and you're doing that... How the fuck do you sleep at night? Like looking down at them pile of WWE money. I guess <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, I just think it's fucked up, man. Like they look up to you, and it's like I want to be like you. You should be like, don't. <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't judge because we've never been in that position. You know what I mean? I have. It's I have. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, what, what were your, what was offered to you? How are you gonna sell out? You know, like I could have I could have done a cooler podcast. no we have the coolest podcast. we have the coolest podcast of all time but like i haven't been in that scenario yeah that's, like that's i think fair. i that's have fair. some very strongly held beliefs but i think if someone waved a hundred thousand dollars in cash in front of me i could forget all of it i could forget a lot a lot a lot for sure there's some definite things See, cause, but a lot of the morals I have, like, if I were to turn back on them, would also, like, forbid me from doing anything else in the future, right? Like, if someone gave me $100,000 and they're like, you have to be publicly, insanely racist. Yeah, like, I couldn't do fucking that. I, no, 100 grand's not worth it. You're 100 grand's not worth it. the rest it. of your life. But, like, I don't know, some conviction, someone waved, like, 100 grand in front of me and they're like, yeah, and you're going to make, I'll give you 100 grand now and you'll make 50 grand a year. You don't have to work for the rest of your life. There's a lot of things I would just like give up on probably. Uh, I, I not for fifty grand a year. Plus the hundred K at the start. Signing nah. bonus hundred K, fifty K for the you rest of the year. You gotta put me up in the millions. In the millions. Yep. 
50 grand a year is nothing. I, I fucking piss away 50 grand a year. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's nothing. You, you but you never have to, it. but like, without having to do anything. Nonetheless, is it tax free? You could, yeah, tax free. You could also work on top of it. Ah, that's not that good, man. That's not that much money. I mean, it's more money than I make working. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? It's not, not enough, like, cave on think, my morals. I'm trying though. to think of, like, an easy moral that I could cave on. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't even think of one. Um, Because everything that's coming to my head is like extreme shit. Yeah, like, I'm don't relatively principled. I don't right? think... Oh, I could kill someone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could have already killed someone and I believe you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. If I you're could. like, I killed a man in 2012. I yeah. hit him with my car. And I just rolled him in the <laughs> ditch and I never thought about it again. I'd be like, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, I could kill somebody like that. That doesn't even remotely. What if? What me. if it was a really good person? Like, how good are we talking? Hmm. I don't know. Like, very virtuous person ingrained in his community. Ted Bundy was ingrained in his community. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a great. He did lots for his. Community. Yeah, Ted Bundy and- before the killings. Well, he was doing them the whole time. <laughs> you don't know. Right, you know what I, I mean? Guess. Like, yeah, you have no idea. People do dark shit in their pastime. It's usually the ones that seem like the best people that are doing fucked up shit. They're compensating and stuff. They're compensating. That's why you'll never Bill see Cosby, me. Bill Cosby mm, was Jimmy a Savile. fucking civil hero. Yeah. Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Right. That's mm, fucked up, man. That is fucked up. That's why you will never see me doing shit for my community. Yeah. Because I am a good person. Because I'm a good person. Because <laughs> I'm a good person. Because I'm great, and I don't need to prove it to any of you. <laughs> I don't need to convince you, motherfuckers. I don't need to convince you. I recycle. I don't. <laughs> I don't recycle. Oh, <laughs> I throw away litter most of the time. I'll yeah, like, keep it in my car and then like wait till I find a garbage can. That's fair. Um. All right, I got another one. All right. What do you got? Close this out. Make it a good one. Uh, what, fucking, speaking of fucked up people. Yeah. New Mexico. Fucked up people. Fucking. I, I, know, I know some people from New Mexico. They're really, really What's the awesome. deal with New yeah. Mexico? Shout out to Elijah. What's wrong with all Mexico? I don't know what that guy's doing nowadays, but old Mexico sucks. That's what's wrong with it. You want to know what's wrong with old Mexico? The cartel. That's generalizing. <laughs> there's, lots of, there's lots of Mexico. <laughs> That's generalizing. <laughs> there's lots more wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can name five worst things off the top of my head. The cartel brings order to some places in Mexico. <laughs> That's true, though. It does. There are some it establishes places. economy in some places. Well, because there's the cartel, but the police and the military in Mexico are so corrupt that, like, some places would rather have the cartel. Because at, <laughs> at least there's yeah. some, like, honor among the cartel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, other cartel members generally, like, treat cartel members like... Well, you know, you're part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're but then, family. like, cops from, yeah. <laughs> cops from, like, another town over will just come over and light up the other cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then ask everyone in town for a bribe not to fucking kill them. Yeah. At least the cartel's got, like, coke money. Yeah, they don't need bribes. They don't need to, like, pull people over and take everything they've got. Um. So, anyway, New Mexico had a case where a couple of poachers with no licenses... Uh, hunting out of season. Listen to this shit, okay? Yeah. 
The fuck are you doing down there? They use dogs. They train dogs to chase down a bull elk. Ooh. Pin it down. The dogs hold the bull elk down, like attack it. Yeah. Hold it down. They walk up, load this fucker up with twenty-two rounds. Like, oh, just like like it. small arm rounds that you're not allowed to hunt big game with. No, because it doesn't kill them. No, it's meant for fucking shooting rabbits. Yeah. Load this fucker up with small game or like small game rounds, twenty-two longs, and. And then leave the fucking carcass. Didn't even take the meat. What are they looking for? Nothing. They just do it for fun? Out shooting a fucking elk. That's like taking down a moose and being like, fuck it. Great job, boys. Great job. We killed a fucking gigantic, Let's majestic go animal. Arriba. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you doing in New Mexico, I hate man? poachers. I hate, I hate poachers. Poachers, like- honest, I love poachers the bar. Poachers the bar, good bar. But poachers the people, what the fuck, man? Man, some people that just don't feel like a big man unless they do shit like that. It's the same people that hunt elephants. You hear about that guy got caught with like $22 million in ivory and rhinoceros horn? Yeah, get fucked. A Liberian, Liberian guy. He's been shipping them over from Liberia for eons. He's a poacher. Yeah, and he got caught smuggling them in at like African masks, and they caught him. And I can't. The prince, Prince William, commented on it and was like, "Good, good job on the legal system." They gave him like sixty years in prison. Yeah, or get fucked. Yeah, we're Bury like, him. "Fuck you, you're done. You're never leaving jail. Like you're a bad person." I like in my head. I like to think of punishments fitting crimes. Yeah, right? I like that. You poach these animals. We're going to put you in a ring with one elephant, one rhino, <laughs> right? Yeah. You kill them, you can take the ivory and you're free, okay? Yeah. You get nothing. Yeah. Animals don't get anything, right? <laughs> you don't get anything. I, I like that deal. I think they should do that. Be like, you're going to go in so. a ring. You're going to go in a ring. It's a concrete pad. We're going to put a rhino in there. And get them mad. And get, yeah, we're, we're going to like fucking fire off a couple gunshots get them all riled up yeah yeah, it's a little bit of animal abuse but it's worth it yeah but you just have one rhino doing that just one rhino it's the punishment rhino yeah (laughs) and his job is to murk humans (laughs) he's got to punish and televise it yeah so the rhino when he's done when he's done he gets massaged yeah, and they and feed him like wine. get some like sexy rhino bitches. Sexy through. rhino bitches. <laughs> and then they like give him a bunch of food. He gets like all the food he wants. He's like, he's good like a boy. Prize boxer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he gets whatever he wants after, but he's got to fucking murder the human. It's like Rumble in the Jungle too. This guy and a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. I like that. I think that's fucking beautiful. That would be sick. That'd be sick. Be like, oh, you like poaching? take it good luck it's right there you <laughs> yeah. can have it he's right there take his horn i dare you <laughs> we sharpen it every day <laughs> the sun like glints off the tip <laughs> we, of it we fucking polyurethane coat his horn so that it doesn't like erode we barb it all it. <laughs> yeah we put barbs he's on got the, end. the most perfect rhino horn in history yeah go yeah. and take it you, you like ivory you so much right you want to <laughs> sell that Go get it. <laughs> He's getting you. I promise that much. What do rhinos eat? Um, I don't really know. I don't know a lot about rhinos. Are they herbivores? I feel like they might be. They might be herbivores. Yeah, so put his favorite plant on your nose. 
like where his horn would be. Yeah. So you got to get his horn. He's got to get the plant on your face. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little stakes here. Or or you know what would be a good one? What? Put him in put him in a pond, like one of those dark, murky, like northern Ontario looking ass ponds full where it's of like vegetation just, and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just murky darkness. Put him in one of those with a hippo. Yeah, fuck it. You're <laughs> and done. And be like, good luck. <laughs> Hippos kill a fuck ton of people. Dude, they kill people all the time. <laughs> just all the time. You gotta go out, you gotta like Go over with a fucking helicopter and drop him in so he makes a lot of noise when he falls <laughs> in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do with all of like Pablo Escobar's yeah. hippos in South America. Yeah, start training them. Start training them. They're there. They're not going Are they anywhere. just roaming around Colombia still? Yeah, yeah. It's perfect climate for them. So like that's, there's just hippos in Colombia. There's now. hippos in Colombia now, yeah. They were never there. And, and then now they were. They, he had like a, a few dozen, I think at his like property and then when it got all got seized they all just kind of got out and now there's hippos there turns out it's a perfect climate for them and i honestly don't think they're like a huge nuisance like i don't think it threw shit out of whack too bad so i'm gonna look into the hippos they're tracked the colombian government tracks them but like because they're big fucking animals they trap what they just like the numbers are like in the low hundreds well because do they hang out in groups Yes. Oh, so they just peg a couple in each like group of them. Yeah. And, and they'll then... like they'll keep an eye on them. The the number isn't in the like thousands, it's in the like hundreds. But they're there. But they're there. Yeah. Right? Is there other what other megafauna exists in Colombia? Jaguars, I would assume. Jaguars, I'd assume. Maybe some big fucking snakes. Yeah, well in Suriname and stuff, you have like red tailed boas and anacondas. Yeah. So, but there uh, aren't hippos mostly. They're all African. Yeah, yeah, they're all, all African. African right? All in Africa. But I think it just lines up like horizontally yeah. on the I, earth. Where it's I like wonder a decent what else is on. even over there that's big. Yeah, I don't know. There's you know what? I you know what I'm gonna go into. What's that for next episode? Look forward to next episode. I'm gonna go into Brazil. He's going to Brazil. I'm going to go in. No, I no. I'm going to go <laughs> into like right South American nature. I'm going to look into it because mm-hmm. the Amazon has some weird shit going on, too. And I, I want to get into Amazon conspiracies. Yeah, because sure. we didn't have a conspiracy this time. Oh, yeah. No conspiracy this time. All yeah. right. Yeah. Next time. Amazon big conspiracy. conspiracy. I've yeah. already got a few primed. It'll Do be you? fine. Yeah. I know of a couple. All right. All right. At the end. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks that so was much, a fantastic folks. episode. We talked about music, talked about black people, talked about megafauna. Awesome. Good time. Don't worry. a bunch of shit we know about. Don't worry. I'm worried. Don't worry. (laughs) Be happy. Be happy. All right. Thank you, Chris. That was a good time. Thank you very much, Thanks for talking to me. I learned a lot today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for that email, Brian. That was really insightful. Yeah, that was... And uh, I hope to talk to you more about it when I see it. One of my favorite people, that guy, honestly. All right. Yeah. From everybody at the Reasonable Doubt Podcast, we bid you a good night. Good day. Good day, sis. It sound right, boys.